Welcome in to Pater Sports, powered by the Six Pack Coverage Network. It's well done in here with Nick Truchel and Seth Coggin. Uh, got a pretty good little slate to talk about today. A little, little bit of NFL, actually. Yeah, a wide array mainly. of stuff. A lot of, a lot of basketball to talk for sure. But let's kick it off real quick with a uh, coach we were talking about, I think, a couple weeks ago. So it turns out Brian Flores, after I don't know what's going on with his whole lawsuit and everything, but looks like he's going to go team up with uh, the Steelers and be basically another assistant linebackers coach. Sim- looks like same job he had with the Patriots, as far as I can tell. But honestly, I'm pretty – I mean, forget all the – kind of extra stuff or baggage or whatever that's going on i'm glad flores has a job and is coaching yeah. linebackers again you know i think that's something he deserves and something he'll do pretty good at it. so we'll see yeah i mean i think uh it's going to be a great situation coming in obviously they've got tj watt unreal linebacker um and the the, the defense in general is pretty good over in Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin always has a good defense. So I think Brian Flores is going to be put in a good situation, a uh, good head coach to be under. I think he'll be he'll be back to kind of – well, I guess it depends on how this lawsuit goes. Uh, I did see that it's still going to co- kind of continue on as normal. But um, I think he's probably going to get another big shot at a big D.C. job uh, here soon. So I bet. We'll see. I want to. I bet. I would bet he gets another head coaching job. I. That's what I was gonna say, but I kind of held back with the lawsuit. If he doesn't, uh, if that kind of stuff falls to the wayside and not nothing too crazy happens in those lawsuits, I think he'll get another head coaching job for sure. He's that. He's yeah. that quality of a coach. No, yeah. I mean, I think he deserves it. Uh, well, I mean, it comes down to the lawsuit, though, kind of right. Like you were just saying, Nick. Like it'll. I don't know. Because, like yeah. we said, that could. That's a hill he wants to die on. Like, that could be something that... Yeah, and he even said that himself. I I think the fact that he's got this job right now, it it is kind of a... Okay, he's he's back in the coaching game, right? Someone will hire him as a DC for sure, I think, pretty soon. And if he does that for a couple years, then if, say, he doesn't get a head coaching gig for a while, but he gets a DC gig a couple years down the road after that, I think someone would probably hire him as a head coach, you know? So we'll see. But yeah, yeah Trish, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, we were talking about it just before we started recording here. Tell me about uh, some of the XFL, NFL news. We were yeah, yeah, this is really cool stuff. And this article and kind of a lot of this news came out today. So a little bit of breaking news on Pater Sports here. The NFL and XFL <laughs> have reached a partnership agreement that will focus on creating innovation programs and protecting the health of players. Um, so it made it clear, well, the collaboration is not going to currently include player sharing for development purpose uh, purposes. So it's not like we're going to have two-way contracts yeah. or anything like that. It's not like a G League. It's not a developmental. Like, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. a developmental league, but they they said there is going to be some focus on kind of developing players, but it won't be tied as closely yeah. like they do. Well, it's a platform, you know, if you give, if it's a good platform for football players to, you know, that's a developmental league. Like this guy's balling yeah. out in the XFL. Okay. Like we'll sign him next season. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, definitely. Know, yeah. Get deals. Like you're just not like no teams are going to be connected. You know, yeah. like you're not going to have a, yeah. but it's still, yeah. I mean, you're going to have 
NFL coaches going to scout players over there. It's kind of their like the entire league is like their farm team, kind of is what it's going to be like. Yeah. I think. No, I, just, it's another I pool of players. It's it's you know, it's kind of college without. Uh, it's like college football almost without uh, without school. <laughs> it's just yeah. like. You know, it could potentially turn into that. Who knows? It's like there might even be like a draft. I don't know. They're not doing that as of now, but there might be. Or I don't know. It could change know. down there's the road. There's always been there's always been like semi pro football leagues though that people are getting signed from. I mean, it'd be similar to the CFL or something. It's still. It's just they're a little more connected. Yeah, it seems like it, yeah, a little more connected. Kind of to me, I would just I think it's comparable to like what what juco is the d1 football because yeah, you know like yeah. college kind of the high school for the nfl the uh xfl is going to kind of look to be like a high level juco if that makes sense because you know you you obviously have way more people coming out of high school into college traditionally just like you probably will having come out of college into the nfl traditionally but in that same way like you're going to have be able to tap into this hey, this guy's got experience playing this level of competition as well. We can bring him over because maybe, oh, he's had a thousand snaps in this league. Maybe now he's ready, even though he wasn't ready straight out of college. Yeah. yeah. And Which guys keep working and you stay healthy and then you get a shot, you know? Yeah. We could see another like arena football league, Kurt Warner story, come in and lead a team to a Super Bowl and end up having a Hall of Fame type career. So. You never know what could happen. This is just the, the beginning. So there's going to be a lot of focus uh, on testing new rules, uh, officiating. That's cool. That's good. Um, That's so testing positive. new equipment, new rules, and developing um, official prospects. So to actually improve the officiating in the NFL and get that better, it'll nice. almost be like a developmental league for some of these refs as well, which will be really Ooh, cool. I like that. That means we're training the future refs, you know? So let's, we got to do a good job. The NFL is really committing a little bit, it sounds like, to, to making the XFL I like, work. I like the testing of the rules, too. Like, maybe you yeah. – you know, everyone talks NFL overtime and stuff. And yeah, you XFL, test those. That doesn't matter as much, so you can kind of test out some different ideas if you want. That'll be fun. I like so, that they're I even calling it the test lab. They're, they're literally saying to the public, no, we're just like – it's like a chamber. We're just, we're just like, it's a football test lab. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. Wait, and the rocks in charge of it, dude. And it's led by Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Let's go. And That's Vince so McMahon, sick. the head yeah, of the WWE. Dude, like. That is going to be so sick. Where are the teams? Are they the same ones they came out with like a little bit ago? I think so. Yeah. It, it, not oh, much dude, I got a Tampa Bay. I, I, I'm a Tampa Bay Vipers fan. Yeah. I might have to hop on the Vipers train. Dude, dude, it reminded me of the Venom. Uh, the uh, Oh, uh, yeah, the Nashville Venom. Yeah, the Nashville Venom. So I really like the vibe of the Vipers. Isn't Jeff Fisher coaching a team? Yeah, it's uh, – uh, No, that's even a different one, dude. That's a – Minnesota um, – what? He's, no, it's like the Michigan Panthers. Oh, <laughs> Michigan Panthers. Yeah, the Michigan yeah, Panthers. I think that's it. Hey, good for him. I hope he's having fun. I mean, he's probably chilling pretty hard coaching football. Like, it's cashing a pretty, like, pretty decent check. Yeah, it's the uh, United States Football League, the, the USFL. USFL. Right. I forgot about that. So, but it'll be cool. I mean, 
It, it yeah. says they're going to be eyeing towards opening training camps by January 2023. So it looks like next year, uh, less than a year from now, we're already in February. So uh, we are T minus 11 months until the XFL and NFL officially uh, combine their forces. So, all right. You know what we could do? Thought of? We might be able to get friend of the show, Jack Probst, see if he uh, is planning on trying out for a team. Get a little inside action. That would be insane. I mean, definitely. What if Jack Probst is the next like success story, and he just becomes a, a a beast holder in the NFL for like ten? He spends seven years in the XFL. Like by the time he's <laughs> thirty, career vet, yeah, a career, career vet, vet long snapper in the XFL. That actually would be that'd be sick. And he, he like he does keep doing his music stuff, so he's this career uh, long long snapper in the XFL who just like moonlights at bars and stuff. That would be awesome. Be perfect. He could be like the next Arvidas Sabonis, but for the NFL. Just comes in at like thirty two in the NFL, but ends up being like an all star and just incredible NFL player. That'd be awesome. Love to see. I think he texted me the other week and said he was definitely like considering it. I mean, how could you not? I mean, not, they didn't miss a single – there wasn't a single drop snap, uh, right? Didn't he have some kind of insane stat like that or something? Was, uh, in college, yeah, he was perfect. Yeah. Never had a problem. Perfect. perfect. Man's made, hey, never made a mistake in his perfection? life. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I think he did end up on a couple of S, uh, SC not top 10s, though, <laughs> after getting <laughs> absolutely remember, leveled. There was, it was first like Texas A&M. I saw that at I was I was at a Preds game and I wandered into a box with uh with Will Boatwright and a bunch of old Miss people oh, Miss watching guys, the they game. Were watching it. Oh. And and then Indy got a targeting call, so they went to replay it. And so they just showed Jack just getting leveled like five or six <laughs> times in a row, just like sideways. Oh man, yeah, but he did get the call, you know, popped right up. Took the, took yeah, the they took on the smiling about it or something because he yeah. knew he had just got <laughs> terrible but hey, hey you know that's how you know he's tough he, he he's a tough uh tough football player that can uh provide some big support on special teams i think uh, any xfl team would be lucky to have him hey if we're going for entertainment and football like who's better than jack Probst? yeah i think we might have to see if we can do like a day in the life maybe throw it up on on youtube or something get our Get Jack doing his XFL throughout the day and then music by night. No, and we need to gig. do whenever the – there's going to be a certain tryout. Whenever he has his tryout, we're showing up. Like, we're, we're – Oh, getting, yeah, we might – we'll have to do a pay dirt live. We'll have to do – Yeah, like we're a, getting that oh, man on that team. Like, we'll we're have showing, to do an Instagram live. Showing, we got to show up with the crew that says, like, no, you – like, yeah, you get signed. A long snapper who shows up with the crew is definite to get signed. That like, oh yeah, because then they like, know they're gonna they're gonna build a fan base for their long snapper. If yeah. you have passionate Off fans showing that. up for a long snapper, imagine what getting a good quarterback on the team would be. <laughs> they would be fired <laughs> up. So, but uh, definitely some potential we can look uh, look at for the future. Oh, for sure. Do we want to hop in? Do we want to little? Uh... The, the stadium rumors going around. Yeah, that's what I was uh, hoping to Ooh, about to jump into. That. Nashville, so it's got me fired up. Plan. I can't lie, it's got me fired up. Oh yeah, and Seth and I before the podcast were talking about some potential names, but to give a little background 
the team was considering upgrades at Nissan, its home field since 1999. That would cost up to $600 million um, and include a new oh, entire yeah. entertainment district. But because it was so expensive, they were like, screw it. W- why don't we just build a new stadium? So there's, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, there's a lot of rumors being kicked around about a potential new stadium here in Nashville for the Titans, which we, I, I know Seth and I agree on this, and I think, Will, you'll agree on this. Adelphia Coliseum needs to come back. <laughs> bring it back. Come on, bring it back. I'm, I'm kind of torn. I'm not going to lie. Um, oh. uh, I, first of all, I would, there is something about football being outside in the cold and building a massive coliseum would be sick. However, like the, the idea of a dome is somewhat appealing to me. Like there's so much you could do. And the fact that you would just always be able to go in, never, never worry about weather or anything. But at the same time, I think I would miss the, the 15 degree end of the season division clinching game or playoff game. Like I would miss that for sure. A Jags or Colts game uh, going down to the wire to, to get in the playoffs and it's 20 degrees outside. You're packed in Nissan stadium, all bundled up in in your Titans sweater, Titans gloves, Titans scarf. I mean, there's some good moments out there. Everything that's got a Titans logo on, put it on. We're going to the game. Oh yeah. Later. Got to think too, like this, the, the dome, it does open up. I mean, you can, you now have a venue for literally anything, yeah. and it would give you a chance to the Super Bowl. Look, I said I might accept the dome if, if we still could find a way to have real grass. We're yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. We can go, we can grow great grass. We got to, like, we got to. And with all the recent ACL injuries on turf, I don't want turf. Yeah, but no, no one wants turf. It's bad for the players. Get it out, get it out of the game. People got lazy yeah. and we invented turf. That's why we have injuries and stuff. We need, uh, and plus, it even creates more jobs. You you get those groundskeepers out there yeah. keeping. Uh, I want an immaculate grounds. Yeah. It boosts the economy. Like, there's really a no lo- There's it's a win win situation for everybody. All you do is hiring more guys who want to care to the very grass you play on. That's sick. That's just like you're just. Uh, you're hiring good people. <laughs> yeah, you're hi- hiring good, hard, honest workers to to go out there and keep that grass clean. We need to need to get some maybe like Vanderbilt Legends groundskeepers, steal them, poach them uh, from some of the, the the golf courses around here, and get that yeah, that'd be uh, a good grass way. looking real nice. Oh, dude! If you, you if you poach some good uh, superintendents or something from the golf courses, dude, you could have a great ground. You could keep a field so good. Well, it's like I think one it's patch just, of flat grass. Like we can keep that thing pristine. Oh yeah, all the resources well, in the world. As you can do grass inside, like as long as you water it and have some sun lamps or something. Like, am I missing? Am I am I wrong? No, I, I think it's crazy if we had some kind of greenhouse that's growing grass inside. Oh my! And that could be the the stadium the greenhouse, the blue house. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like that. It might be still right, a little if, bit from the big. There might house, be so. a way we can do it. I, I think I'll, I'll I'm going to try to figure something out. I want a retractable roof, though. If we do it down, I want to be able yeah. to open it up. I don't want it to be like retractable. I want it to be like almost kind of like a awning. Like it's not even retractable. It's like some some way. It's kind of like I don't know. 
there it's it's indoor outdoor it's in it's still an indoor outdoor space but it's not like retractable if that makes sense yeah it does make sense. sense but well, why can't they host a super bowl outside that's my main thing like why couldn't the super bowl be in chicago that'd be sick like chicago oh, hosting wow. a super bowl would be amazing I'm all for a frigid Super Bowl, but they're just not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's stupid. The XFL would do it. The XFL will have a yeah, Super Bowl in Nashville. Yeah, they're going to test how it, uh, the XFL championship does in, in cold An weather. An entertainment-centered stadium is awesome. That is a great idea. That space in downtown is could, has amazing potential. It is like a perfect spot. For yeah. It's a huge party entertainment space. I hope they do it right. That's kind of my, that's really my, that's really my thing. I hope they do it right. I would love my baseball to come to Nashville. Uh, I think building the right stadium entertainment district right now in downtown would be like a perfect time for major league to come. It could happen. That's a, that's a, that's an opportunity they have. I, w- I would, I wouldn't mind a dual stadium. I kind of like that aspect. Like you could do it in a good like way. Like Oakland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in some way like that. Or I guess the former it's Oakland Stadium, but I feel like you could make it work better if it's indoors. Although I don't know what the shape would look like exactly. I guess it wouldn't be too different. I don't know. I mean, you might. That's why we have amazing architects that can work on that. You know, they'll figure out a cool way to integrate the two stadiums and make it cool. I don't know. I saw. I saw a plane one time though. Uh, it's on the, I think it's the National Stars Twitter, which is the defunct like MLB page for the possible Nashville team. And I think they had the, if they were to build a new baseball stadium, it would be like right on the other side of Top Golf or right next to it, which is right next to Nissan Stadium. So you'd yeah. still, you'd have like that whole area being your, you know, football stadium and baseball stadium. Yeah. I like having them connected if they are going to be both professional. Yeah. Because that way you just have one kind of, you know, parking district down there too, you know. Uh, you have a bigger bigger space to dedicate to just the professional sports. And it, it, they never really overlap. So, you know, you can use yeah. all that space for each one, make it easier. And then you got the Preds right across the street too. So, I mean, I don't know about I, – I always well, I typically park at Nissan Stadium when I go to like a Preds game. Like it's it's great parking for downtown. Uh, yes. So I think I think having a a big entertainment district like that because they host so many concerts and everything. Like like look when Garth went like to Nashville and he shut the city like he shut the traffic grid down because one big performance came to the city. Yeah, that's not ready to host a Super Bowl. First, let's solve like the transit yeah. problem and that's growing in Nashville. Then we can talk about hosting Super. Bowl. That's my two. That's a good call. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. First, the parking. <laughs> I think connecting over there by uh, get rid of the dump right there would be good too. To be quite honest, I don't really know exactly what's going on over there on the uh, south side of the stadium. Yeah, it's in between the stadium and the interstate. I don't know, but there's so much stuff you could get rid of right there. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's there's definitely like, some stuff to clear out. There's some ratty, like, temporary living 
spaces and it's basically like uh, apartments for homeless people you know where you pay like a hundred bucks a month like i think that's still there um they might be tearing that down though but there's yeah there's some nasty stuff over there that it's like why is this still around like we just need to <laughs> start bulldozing some of this agree um, yeah yeah because you do kind of find kind a better spot the- for some of that whatever needs to be whatever needs uh, to be kept, we can find a better spot for it. We're, yeah. This this spot needs to be this spot. This spot's kind of kind of a good spot for this situation. That's pretty much it on NFL and kind of football news. Not too much going on. Um, do y'all want to hit college baseball real quick before we get into college basketball? Do a little baseball minute here. Because I know we have some Vols news that was pretty hype, opened up the season uh, with a sweep of, what was it, Georgia Southern? Uh, yeah, yeah, Georgia Southern really just took care of business, 14-0, 9-0, then 10-3. Um, nice. Everybody played well. Vols ranked number 16. True Gilbert Grand Slam in the eighth was the big highlight uh, of the series. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everything uh, is looking uh, well, off to off to a good start here in ball baseball and continuing that uh, College World Series run we had last year. So it's going to be excited to see what uh, Tony V and the boys can put together. I know the the legends of Lindsey Nelson uh, are definitely getting fired up for this season. I think they're on hiatus right now, though. That uh, and to give a little background in there, it's a bunch of crazy baseball fans. Um, yeah. Lindsey Nelson is the stadium that they play yeah. in. And uh, we, we kind of were going viral for a minute for the, the craziness that was being brought over when Tennessee baseball was real good. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see if that, uh, that fan base continues on the, the craziness and love uh, and passion for Tennessee sports. Yeah. There also was a little, uh, I, don't, I don't know if y'all saw this, but there was a little subtle jab thrown at the Tennessee baseball team from none other than Arkansas head coach Dave Van Horn. Uh, oh, I missed that. Nah, yeah, I got taken way out of context. That was that was about something. I think it was even really about Alabama or something. It got yeah, it probably was a little jab at Tennessee too. Though, it to was, it was, it, there's definitely, definitely a little beef there for sure. Oh, there's a little beef, but it wasn't. I mean, he was because we got rowdy for Arkansas. I was at one of the 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 game when we hit the walk off. Yeah. Um, that was home sick. run. That was, that was, I mean, that, that was, was one of the most fun times I've had that was sweet. at like, even in uh Neyland stadium, like yeah. it felt like I was yeah. at a football game when we hit that yeah. grand slam, I was in the student section, beer literally just started spraying everywhere. Everybody, a massive pile up of people. Tony V comes running up to the, the, the fan base starts going crazy. Everybody's getting fired up for him. It was awesome. <laughs> well, that's what I, I like. If, if you're a baseball traditionalist, which there are a lot of like longtime baseball fans who are like this, yeah. and I don't, I don't not respect it. But uh, yeah, if if you are one of those people, you probably don't like Tennessee baseball. No, <laughs> and I, it's all new age. And it, but like I'm fine with it. Like I think it's yeah. funny, obviously. I like it. I mean, I like, see, I like the sport. I like baseball a lot. So anything that gets people excited about baseball is very exciting to me. Like I enjoy watching that. So I enjoy Tennessee. Dave learns a lot. You know, he's got a different, he's got a different thing going on, man. He's built his own program and, but, but 
it got taken way out of context because they, they started equating what he was saying fun as kind of mocking. I, I don't really know exactly what – like, they were trying to associate – like, we have fun, too. Like, I've had a lot of fun in Arkansas. Like, Arkansas baseball is very, very fun, you know, because we win a lot of games. So, we have a lot of those winning, like, afternoons and just – you know what I mean? Um so it's about- not like our program doesn't have fun. We enjoy winning. That's sick. That's the best kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I think it, the way he got it is when he started talking about stuff going on in the dugout, and then he said it was just yeah. – his words were shenanigans. And we're like, well, yeah, we pull a lot of shit. We, we do that. In the yeah, dugout. we do yeah. pull shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans are, are funny, dude. We're playing baseball, having fun, and, be, and winning. See, that's what makes everything more, t- more good. When the balls are winning, those are a lot more fun. <laughs> and yeah, like they, Tony, they do a lot of winning in Tennessee. Arkansas lost. Hey, Arkansas lost their first game, which was just kind of funny, I- ironic after all the comments that like, you know, Arkansas goes out and, and pretty much just lays an egg in game one. But they bounced back. They won the series. You know, got under yeah. control. Uh, we'll see. Baseball's a long season. Pitchers yeah. look good. That pitchers look good, and that 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 seems more important on day one. Two and three, you know, and Tennessee's yeah, yeah, it looked really good. And if I mean, that's all that's one of the coolest things I think about baseball is one player. If your pitcher is red hot and on, you basically win the game because I mean, if you have, and especially at elite SEC programs where it's MLB talent, that dude is just nailing the corners. I mean, you can't, there's just nothing hitters can really do. So it's, it's cool. Um, but we also have some pretty big college basketball news going on. Uh, I figured we can kind of go ahead and step into that here. Michigan basketball, Wisconsin basketball, uh, Juwan Howard. Wow. Suspended the rest of the season. Obviously some crazy stuff went down. Can he coach ended up, postseason? Can he coach in the postseason? I don't believe so. I, I need to double check on that, but I believe they'd said, like for the the remainder of everything, but uh, that that might be a loophole. I think I, it thought, might. I saw one right. place remaining. Yeah, I saw one place remaining and one place said like five games. Really, yeah. I didn't see that five game one. But that five think- games might be like their remaining schedule because I mean we only have like three conference games left. That is true. And then, oh, and yeah. Then. So he's being suspended five games, which is the rest of the regular season. So, yep, it's just going to be the, the regular season. So, oh, wow. I, th- I think, uh, I guess, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, um, if it was a closed fist, it probably would have been suspended all the way through, potentially fired. But luckily, he just fired. Kind of if, he, if, he, if he punched someone, like truly punched someone in the face, he would, he might be fired. Like he might not. But no, infinite possibility. Bad, bad look. It's a bad look on your head coach, regardless. But yeah, the fact that he threw like a wimpy swipe saved him. The fact that John Howard decided out, like he he like thought about punching him, but then he like couldn't do it. Like, (laughs) yeah, could have saved his career, but uh, yeah, definitely lost. uh, Some respect for Juwan Howard, Um, and it kind of all stemmed from. First, it, it was kind of weird because Michigan w- was pressing for the last 15 seconds 
Wisconsin had put in their backups. Jawan Howard claimed they weren't pressing, but it, it looked it like they were. And he called the timeout to basically help break the press. They were about to get a 10 second violation. Um, and he's got the backups in there. You call the timeout. It's a learning moment for those backups getting key playing time. Yeah. And Jawan Howard took it as trying to, to pack on some points and call a timeout and drop a play. But I didn't feel like that was the case. He had put in the backups and then Jawan Howard didn't want to talk to him at the end of the game, but Wisconsin's head coach tried to stop him and talk to him. And then once he touched him, all hell broke loose. And, and that's, he said, don't F and touch me. Um, and would not apologize. I know at the postgame press conference or didn't have anything to apologize he about. He, he didn't end up swinging on the first guy. Yeah, it wasn't the head coach that hit. It, yeah. It that's was, why it's so, it's interesting to me that it got like, he didn't swing on the other head coach. He swung at this random guy. Out. Yeah, it was like some random assistant, right? Well, no, so that's what happened. That's why I wish we could have had – I wish we could have had Toe come on here. So, Toe put out a really good video on Twitter kind of explaining – like explaining the whole situation. So and, – and I listened to the press conferences after and stuff. So, yeah, Jawan denied the whole full-court full press thing and said they were just playing man or something. But either way, I, I agree. Like, who really cares if he calls a timeout? Like, if you're – I mean, if you're pressing and he didn't think they were going to get the ball across, like, yeah, call a timeout, whatever. Anyway, so they, they come back. They go to shake hands, and Juwan goes up and po- starts pointing and saying, I'll remember that. Cause, yeah, like, yeah. Crucial. He's trying to pack on points. And then Wisconsin, he should have just let it go, like, I, th- I think both of them should have let it go. I think the Wisconsin coach should have just been like, okay, whatever. Like, you don't have to, like, grab them and try to explain everything to them. You don't need to explain anything to them. Just keep going. But so they get into it. And then the, I think it was the guy he hit. I'm not 100% positive, but one of the assistants comes up, and you can tell everyone's kind of getting pulled back. Like, it looks like yeah, it's going to Yeah, it looks end. like it was going to slow down. I, then the Wisconsin assistant is the one who you can tell he says something because one of the Michigan players who's like right next to him kind of loses it and is like, what the heck did you just say? And that's when Jawan starts getting real mad and takes a swipe at the guy and, you know, everything kind of all And some players up. started throwing punches at each other and it really wasn't all out. It looked like it was about to be another malice in the palace that uh, some fans could come start fighting out of the, the stands, what it looked like for a second, but everything kind of got under control um and, and broken up but it definitely uh it got into a full out scrum by both teams for sure i honestly think too i i think the majority of coaches i think the fact that it's michigan and the fact that it's Jawan howard if it was someone else like they're getting fired if that yeah, happens that's definitely definitely uh true and i saw something funny uh somebody was asking like which timeout do you think Jawan howard was more mad about the one in the national championship or the one that wisconsin's coach called so it started a full-on fight but maybe you should have been more worried about chris weber's timeout uh in the national Ever. championship than uh than the this timeout so it, it was goofy across the board in my opinion that's honestly it makes me laugh to talk about another coach like i think about uh muscleman like trying to punch someone that yeah. just seems really funny to me, especially right now he's so short already and then he's got a sling on. So he's just like, if he, if he actually tried to swing on somebody in post game, that'd be wild. Like Juwan is they- just so much bigger. Like Juwan yeah, Juwan did swing over like several people. Yeah. He, like, he was easily reached over four dudes. Yeah. That's wild. 
He did. The fact that that's, they had such good video of him not actually punching that guy, and they had true, like, like evidence that he didn't punch him. He did just kind of, like, I don't know. I feel like it made it better for him. Yeah, like that video cool. showed him just nailing a punch on across his – he's gone. Didn't Jawan do something last year, too? Like, isn't this the second time he's done something like this? I think he – I can't remember nothing, but – It was I, some kind of – I don't know if it was full-on, like, physical violence or anything like that, but there was definitely some kind of, like, incident that happened. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but that definitely sounds sounds right. Let's see. Well, because you had Brian Clark from ESPN tweeting out, man, there people are really about to bury him, aren't they? And I'm like, I mean, he did just like hit another coach on the other yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, like so ninety people oh. in America are getting fired from their job if they like hit someone at work. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yes. Well, and so I just found out what we were talking about, Will. Um, so Michigan head coach Jawan Howard and Mar- uh, Maryland head coach Mark Turgeon got heated as their teams faced off in the 2021 Big Ten tournament. With Michigan leading into the second half, Howard and Turgeon started screaming at each other during a timeout. After Howard walked up and went over to the uh, Maryland bench, so he uh, apparently something bad was said, and then. Jawan Howard came storming over to the bench, big jaw and match. There wasn't uh, a big, there wasn't a swing, I don't believe, or anything like that. But yeah, he came running over um, and charged at himself <laughs> or charged at him and got ejected that game. So he's definitely uh, maybe got a little hothead streak, kind of Bobby Knight type of edge to him. Come on, man. It'll be, I, what. what's the status of them right now? Are they, Looking like a tournament team, or are they kind no, of? No, the they're bubble? pretty. You, I think Michigan has had a pretty poor season. Last I checked, what they were like fourteen and eleven. Yeah, something like that. I didn't know if they were sitting on there, kind of maybe being. I mean, I guess pop- if they, well, I figured they're. On, I figured they might make it. I don't know. I haven't watched that much. They, I'm pretty sure they would have to win out the regular season and make a good run in the the Big Ten tournament, or. Um, we'll just win the tournament because I'm trying to get their um, record pulled up here, but I I don't believe it was very good. So yeah, they're eight and seven in conference play, fourteen and eleven. Um, like I uh, said, so they've eight and three at home, but four and seven away. Not gonna not gonna make any yeah. tournaments. They're probably not gonna make the tournament unless they get hot now. And losing your head coach usually doesn't bode too well. What if they do get hot now? Like, what does that prove? That you want's a problem, maybe. I doubt it, though. <laughs> it proves. I mean, it proves nothing. Maybe they rally for him. See, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You can spin it a lot of different ways. Yeah. It's um, funny seeing. So, so you don't know. Like the one time I've seen Nebraska make a tournament, I'm pretty sure we went 16 and 14, but it was a team that we had like four top 10 wins or something that season. So, so like, yeah, definitely your kind of resume um, can can help you out in the tournament, yeah. getting into the big, tournament for big sure. Big wins do count for a lot. Like, you win a few big, big games, it, kind of, it goes along yeah. with it. Yeah. No, definitely agree on that. Oh, I think uh, you cut out there, Will. What would you say? I wait for March. 
Oh yeah, no. February. I think we got a little we got a little preview of two March teams in the Hogs and Balls the other night. Yeah. A yeah, little, that, was, a big, that was a big time game. Bud Walton was rocking. It was it was lit. It was a definitely defensive, grinded out kind of game. It was final score was 58-48. So you know it was, it was an ugly one. It was um, ugly. It was ugly. Like it was it was nice that, that we won and it was very enjoyable, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Beat, you know, I got I got serious love for Tennessee. No, that's that's home state. I got, I like I cheer for the balls a good bit, but when they play the hogs, that's that's the enemy, you know. I mean I'm a yeah. back, so it's nice to beat uh beat Tennessee. But it yep. was it was just kind of it, it felt it felt like a big big game that uh, just got taken over a little bit by officials and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, just, the just, charges. I yeah, mean, you, there, it, there, there were seemed a little much. Yeah, it did, and and it probably went a little more in the favor of Arkansas. Just to be honest, I think but people were as most home, as it, most, as most home crowds do. You know, most most home games you get a little bit of a. You just get a little bit of a bump in foul get that ball, home cooking, baby. Yeah, but uh, but it was just it, it when you have so many stoppages and there's no flow to a game and every possession like you got a guy on the ground and, and you're calling fouls. Yeah. And, you know, you if you want to stop like guys taking charge calls and having to make that call, just stop calling them. And if the guys stop getting rewarded for trying to take a charge call. Like Jalen Williams is doing a great job because he's doing what he's told to try and take a charge call. He's literally setting himself up. But if you stop rewarding like plays like that, then they won't do it. Then he won't go set set up and try to get a charge call when a guy like passes the ball in midair. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame the the player at all. You you do what what you can within the rules to win the game and give yourself the best. give your team the best chance to win. So it's, it's definitely more on the officiating side of things, but Rick Barnes uh, had a, had a press conference that was actually pretty cool talking about sec officiating um, how, when he got, yeah, when he got to Tennessee, he said it was probably the worst officiating in college basketball that he's ever seen, but that he certainly has seen improvement and he's, he, he believes himself that the league has gotten a lot better um, but it still has work to be done. But he said it, it definitely shows that there's some effort being uh, put into making the officiating better. But he did say when he got to Tennessee, I believe, what was it, 2015, that SEC officiating was the worst he had ever seen in college basketball. So he had, uh, what, coached in the Big it's- 12 and ACC uh, with Clemson and uh, Texas. So kind of got to see a lot of different spectrums. And uh, I guess the SEC didn't hold up. It's night after night of just incompetence. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't like to blame the rest. And, like, usually it's usually it's fair enough, like, missed on every, you know. Usually it kind of bounces out. But, uh, but just so consistently, like, replays taking way too long. Yes. Just calling things that don't need to be called – instigating more problems than they really solve. Just let the game of basketball be played. And then you throw in TV timeouts. I got, like, we got way too many TV timeouts. Under 16, 12, 8, and 4. I shouldn't have to sit through four TV commercials in a 20-minute basketball half. That is ridiculous. That doesn't even count if you go to timeouts and stuff. So, charges and uh, 
TV timeouts. Change the TV timeouts. Go, maybe maybe they go to quarters. You know, women's basketball plays quarters. NBA yeah. plays quarters. Everyone plays quarters except for men's college basketball. Yeah. It's 10 minute quarters. I know for, for women's basketball. So I, I think that'd be the right move. It's just basically mirroring, mirroring what uh, the women's NCAA women's uh, teams are doing. I think that'd just be better. I mean, I don't, I don't, it means less like if it works better for commercial breaks and stuff, then yeah, I'm all for it. Like college basketball is two halves. Like it's fine. Yeah. Then it's just, Four I don't know if the math adds up there, but uh, I, I like your thinking, Seth. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we're, we're gearing up for March here. Uh, what do you guys think? We, we saw Auburn just lose to Arkansas, uh, but then also to Florida, who's playing Arkansas yep. uh, up next. We're kind of seeing some shakeups last minute here on, on some of the top teams. Auburn, Tennessee is going to play them. That's going to be a tough game for them. Oh, they've, had our, fun, they've had our number, Tennessee, but Tennessee we're due for a win against Auburn. Tennessee can beat Auburn. They yeah. got, like, I mean, we can beat anybody. At home, dude, at home, that, that's going to be rocking to, to play Auburn. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the yeah. Vols have yet to lose at home, too. So. Oh, nice. Undefeated at TVA? Mm-hmm. Ooh, 13-0 good. this season. Nice. So, I didn't. Yeah, we've uh, kept the the home undefeated streak alive, but our away. I mean, we've lost almost every away game. Like, I don't <laughs> think we have a single good away win. I don't know what it is. Guess uh, I don't know. Bruce comes hard. back home. It's hard going to the SEC, man. Y'all are what? Y'all are y'all are still tied with us in the league, so we're both. At yeah, I mean. No, we're still uh, our home record. Has lost saved that us. I mean, we've won a few on the road. Yeah, no, we've won a few on the road, um, but we don't have Dude, any. If y'all, be, if y'all beat Auburn and Kentucky at home, that'd be sick. Yeah, that would be yeah. huge. Y'all gonna have, I mean, Tennessee's going to have a good seed. Arkansas is going to have a yeah. good seed. Kentucky and Auburn both are going to be highly, highly seeded. Could both make good runs. I think the SEC will have a few. Yeah, teams. we'll have, I think, Eating what, probably around end. five or six teams in the tournament. I think we'll at have, least we'll have at least six, I would yeah. say. Alabama's definitely gonna make it. LSU's probably gonna make it, I would assume. They, They've they kind of been so on the downturn, but, but they, it, they if they to yeah, they if they clean it up still a little bit, they'll get in. They're still five hundred yeah. in league play. So Kentucky will get in. Um Auburn's gonna get in, Tennessee's gonna get in. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, Florida could probably still get in. I mean, they if they if they Auburn. get hot at the right time, and then obviously if maybe a crappy team gets, too. there's a bunch of teams right there at 500. Yeah, so it, that, it like, depends on it how they shape it up. It really will depend on how it shakes out. Yeah, what is what do you think? Uh, what does Tennessee have to do to maybe hang on to that three seed? Do we have to pretty much just like beat Auburn? I mean, yeah, if we beat Auburn, hits. take care of business, and then at least. I mean, I think we win probably got to get. Yeah, yeah. got to win the first game. Of the SEC but you got to get that sure. double buy. If you have the double buy in the tournament and you win a game, it's I mean, huge. Semifinals. I mean, okay. yeah. yeah. So I think if we make it to the semifinals, uh, we'd probably be good. We would definitely secure it if we make it to the SEC championship. I want an SEC championship win. I feel like Tennessee That'd just had that regular season one or tied with LSU a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. but we need an actual SEC tournament championship. That would be awesome. 
Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to win one, man. Yeah. This is a good year to do teams. it. This is a good year to do it, probably. Tennessee has a good chance. I could see any of that top four. It most of the time the champions are gonna be that top four. It's hard to win back to back to back get high level games like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, with yeah. maybe Alabama, well, LSU. Yeah. Because those are the Alabama could get hot, you know, like they could actually are yeah, they not if Tennessee they just out. shot well, if they just That's shot right. really well for three straight games, like they could, but it's so unlikely that they do that. They're so hot and cold. Like they they're just as likely to shoot twenty percent from three as they are like forty. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's always fun. I hate that it's in Tampa. I mean, I don't hate that it's in Tampa. The SEC no, basketball I, tournament in Nashville is sweet. I know it really yeah, is, and we've had it there for so long too. I know, and we're we're about to we're going to keep having it a good amount. I yeah. think. I yeah, I think they're just adding in a few more locations, but Nashville is going to be the main one, and it's such a good central location. I feel like oh, for the perfect. SEC too. That's what I like. You're going to go to South Florida. Yeah, like I mean, I would understand Atlanta or something. Yeah, Atlanta's but a pretty good central Atlanta's place sweet. to do it too. I want to do it in Memphis. I've always wanted like Memphis to host. Dude, that that's would be such a sick. good location for everybody in the SEC. Truly, especially if you're adding Texas, going a little farther west. Yeah, that is true. Once yeah, Will Texas and I would just in, got to check dude, out. Memphis. Once Texas is in, if they had it in like Dallas, that would be fun. A Dallas SEC tournament would be sweet. Uh, I mean, maybe for the people in Arkansas, but I don't know if Nashville wise, I want to go out to Dallas. Easily fly. Well, you can a easily quick, fly quick flight. To Dallas. Yeah. That's a that's a quick. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Southwest has direct flights uh, to yeah. Dallas, so that probably would be a pretty yeah. easy flight to get. Wouldn't be too expensive either. It's short. Anyway, the SEC tournament is a lot of fun in on Broadway. That is a really good. Game. Yes, it is, and it, it just brings in. Uh, just so many people in the city. I love to see just a bustling downtown Nashville. Yeah. It's a great sight to see. Especially when they're all bad college basketball fans. It is. Yeah. So, it, it really is fun. When and the last time I was down there for fans. the tournament, I saw Phil Fulmer and um, got to say hi to him real quick as he was uh, coming down the street. I, I kind of would like blanked in the moment and didn't really know what to say. I was like, Oh, Hey coach. Thank you. Like, I just said, thank you. <laughs> I just said, thank you. And he was like, go balls. Uh, like, I just said, thank you. As, as, because he won us a national championship. Yeah, I didn't really know you. what else to say. I just, all yeah, I knew to say thanks. was thank you. That's usually kind of something what I say. Like I've seen Pittman around, uh, around town a few times. Fayetteville's not very big place. He's walking down the street and uh, you know, I, it always does kind of come down to like, Oh, yeah, coach, thanks. <laughs> like, hey, thanks for everything. Hey, man, coach. Thanks for all you're doing, man. You're you're really firing up Hog Nation. Yeah. Thanks and for that, Natty. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. Really, I the, I should have. That was when Phil Former was the athletic director. Still, so if it had been a year later, I wouldn't have uh, been as happy to see him. Yeah, that's true. He was still he was still the Godfather at that point. He had yeah, he was the Godfather before. at that point. Yeah. But then he. It, AD career was not too great for uh, Fat Phil. It was not very good. He did not have uh, yeah, Fat Phil might be the most kind of tainted but still loved figure at any college program. Yeah. Joe Paterno or something, you know. He's like, he uh, is still loved, like, overall. And as a few years pass, if, if the balls continue to do good in most sports, I mean, you won't really look back on him bad. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm I'm glad that we let him step down um, and retire instead of firing him. Um, it, it, it his legacy isn't as tarnished as it could be at Tennessee, so I'm fine with it. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the programs are actually in an okay space right now, and it's soon enough. Surprisingly, after, yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like even football has bounced back surprisingly well. So it it it, it softens kind of the blow of like him right in such a kind of bad exit like it's just kind of like tolerable it's like oh it's okay you know he, he didn't totally wreck the program we're all right you know could be much worse it could be much worse. but he definitely we he was definitely only able to step down like if he hadn't won a national championship he would have been fired for sure well i just i mean well, I, if he hadn't won a national championship he wouldn't have been your athletic director to yes start with. No, but I'm just saying, like, he was fired. Like, he showed up, and they were like, yeah. all right, buddy. Yeah, he was fired. Oh, yeah, they gave him the chance. You can either step down gracefully or you, we, we're going to get ugly with this. So It was the same thing when he coached. It was like, all right, yeah. man, uh, we're not or so you got to stop coaching. <laughs> but, hey, respect to Phil. He loves, he loves Tennessee. Yeah. Loves it much, I guess. Yeah, held it a little too close. See, that's what when he got the reins in like the middle of all that chaos, he should have let go. Like he 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 did kind of step in at like a weird, crazy moment when like, but they did kind of need almost someone to look through. They're like, screw it, Phil Fulmer. Like the people still like him. We'll make him our athletic director. <laughs> like he won a national championship. Maybe he'll do good. And then he made one really bad hire, and. uh and then that's how you get ousted as athletic director by making a god awful hire and doing other things on top of it. Not good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you guys want to talk a little NBA? We had uh, some pretty crazy stuff happen in the All Star weekend uh, as we're moving more and more out of football season. We got to fire up things with college basketball and NBA basketball. Um, before we get into All-Star Weekend, if you guys are cool with it, I want to talk a little Top 75 that came out because there was Dude, definitely was... some suspect things, <laughs> suspect players that were on uh, on here. And I want was to start it, off. Oh, Was it Top 5 of all time? Yeah, Top 75 of all time, the official uh, release. So I'll go through the top. Uh, Dave, 50. so I got a, I got a question. Was it the top – did they, they do a top 50 list and then those guys were grandfathered into the top 75 list? So they just added 25 new guys? Is that what they did? So it was – I don't know if it was like that. I think it was a, a separate entity. It was like tied in with the athletic and then also a, a separate group of NBA voters. So I think it, it's like a new list or something like that. It's a yeah. different – because they're each different – like company can have different lists and stuff, but this is um, the like the newest kind of updated one, I guess. Yeah, but they had a whole ceremony at halftime. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the official NBA uh, update yeah. to that one. But so we had MJ at one, LeBron at two, Kareem at three, Bill Russell at four, Magic five, Wilt six, Larry Bird seven, Shaq at eight, Tim Duncan at nine. Kobe Bryant at 10. I don't really hate that top 10 too much. I think that's pretty. I mean, it's, it's all kind of up for debate, right? Like yeah. You could, you could 
a lot of those guys around. You could shift those guys two to three spots. All those guys are so great. Their list of accomplishments is like crazy. It's like, "Ah, yeah, it was a little better. They're all pretty amazing at that, at that elite level. Yeah. You can't, you can really switch, you know, those guys. Yeah. Like personally, I'd probably have like magic Wilton Kareem all to finish out the top five after LeBron and MJ. But like, that's just me. Yeah, so. I would have LeBron as number one. See, that's just, but that's just, I mean, that's just, that's just me. I would see, that's Shaq not a, a basketball writer. Too, I'm, me. I'm a LeBron fan, so that would be a tad bit biased. But at the same time, I, LeBron stacks up. I'm just, I'm just yeah. Me. I mean, he's, he I'm was at number two, and certainly the argument on everything. So, uh, and he's still doing it. He's still hooping. Like he is still scoring. Like his best scoring season. I mean, yeah. His game is not as dominant as like at one point there was just he was unstoppable. But he I was mean, truly unstoppable when he he's really averaging the most points he has since 2010. So since the first Crazy. run with Cat, he it was he was still on that later. first run with the Cavs. 2010 he averaged like 29.8, and this year he's averaging 29.5. Um, so which is more than he averaged in Miami. Assist uh, numbers are down a little bit, and I think that could be a little bit more with kind of his teammates and Russell Westbrook and Anthony yeah. Davis Westbrook missing. Is, Westbrook <laughs> is, is not as bad. He's, he's really bad now. What happened? I think, uh, I mean, he's just trying to do too much. He's in a weird situation. He's that type of guy that wants the ball a ton. And I just, it's one of those weird things where a guy uh, hits his decline quick. Yeah. This game was so built on explosiveness and just, like, speed. I don't know. When your game is a lot built on that, and then that when that kind of starts breaking down a little bit, then you over-exaggerate. Like, he was once a good shooter. Like, he, he was – and now, now he's just become <laughs> a really poor shooter and, like, doing things just way out of – he was truly an MVP, like a – one of the great, the great player in the league, and now it's just I'm tough to watch. But I don't watch the well, Lakers. Like he's still probably balling a little bit more than I give him credit for. You just see the really yeah. bad highlights, which are really bad. Well, it's the yeah. same thing what like On was doing, you know, because his his game was very much built on just athleticism. But he started transitioning really early in his career to becoming like a better shooter, a better passer. Not always like. He, he used to talk a lot about not putting so much uh, kind of wear and tear on his knees just by, like, doing these not always going up and coming down super hard, just, like, paying attention to it, basically. Because, yeah, yeah you have a guy like Brooke now whose game is still pretty much all athleticism. And at a certain point, like, you just can't rely on that. Like, you have to become more skillful. Yeah. He's a good – He's a good passer, and he's obviously do, does really good things, but just makes too many errors. To, you can't have, you can't be as careless as the with the ball as he is, and the and be an effective point guard. You know, yeah, you just can't. Agreed. Um, but there were some kind of weird. I felt like um, kind of weird players, like specifically. Damian Lillard being named to the top 75 list when there were some snubs, uh, such as Dwight Dwight Howard 
Pau Gasol, Vince Carter, Dikembe Mutombo, Tony Parker. No Vince I mean, Carter? How Vince are Carter those guys 75? not in the top 75? Yeah, they were uh, snubbed. I mean, that, that is, it, how can you say Damian Lillard, who his only accomplishment is rookie of the year, he just, and he's got all-stars, I guess you can say, all NBA teams, but no finals appearances, no conference championship wins, no scoring titles, no assist titles, no defensive player of the year. Never, yeah, he, he made one crazy. run. They got, they got distracted by Dame time. Yeah. They got distracted by Dame time and called him a top 75 player. Nikola Jokic, yeah. I think in the past three years, I saw some status hit more game winners than Dame Lillard has in his entire career. No, yeah, I definitely have. It's overblown. But here's the major, I feel like the major problem with lists like these, like if I were to ask y'all, if I were to start to name players, I could probably name 30 players that you would say, oh yeah, they're top 20 players. It's so hard (laughs) when you've had such a long history of NBA and you have some greats like Bill Russell and Wilt and players who averaged unreal statistics. Um, the eras have changed so much. So it's really hard to nail down an exact. Hey, where, was, you could, where was Steph? Where was Steph on that list? Uh, I think he was at, I want to say 15. Um, so I mean, he'd probably be top 15. Yeah. I believe he uh, came up at uh, number 15. So they definitely, uh, Put some respect on his name. He's the best three-point shooter of all time. So you gotta, you gotta put him well, up he, there. He could go even higher, dude. He could win the championship this year. I mean, think about it. Like him having another run. Like, what if they reeled off a couple in the next three or four years? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're looking good. And Clay Thompson, yeah, he playing keeps hooping right like now. he is. I mean, why can't Steph be a great shooter for a long time? He seems like longevity. Yeah, you want to talk about longevity? Yeah, Ray you Allen. He was a great things. shooter for a long time and played on some big moments even after the Celtics with those uh, Miami yeah, teams. So huge, dude. He won. He saved the finals. Yeah, literally. literally. Uh, it hit that shot that I mean, no one will ever forget. I remember watching that with my dad um, and my sisters had just fallen asleep like five minutes before. Because, I mean, they were wheeling out the championship stuff for the Spurs and everything. They had the T-shirts ready to go, everything, because the game was over. Then Kawhi missed, uh, missed a free throw, and Bosch with the rebound, right out to Ray Allen, rest is history. Because you knew Game 7, LeBron was not losing. Like, there was, yeah, Game 7 came to eat. Like, you, you know way, there was just no way they were losing that after uh, – after how that game like finished, that. yeah. After winning like that, I mean, you just there's the, nothing more demoralizing in game seven than having lost a game six in heartbreak. Like, you know, yeah. if you if you just lost, you blew something in game six, you know, you're about to lose in game seven. That's just tough. Miami, LeBron, I mean, perfect. That's what I'm the dude, my, Miami Heat LeBron is the greatest player of all time. There's like, there's no, no one has been better at basketball than he was at that point. No, I, I don't think so either. But, yeah, Trisha, did you have others or just maybe, maybe some you were like, how are they ranked ahead of this guy or anything? Um, I mean, nothing like super crazy, but mainly like those players that I felt that were left off. Penny Hardaway is another one. Yao Ming, I think you could potentially put Yao? on. Team Alice transcended, like transcended. The yeah, game, and man. some of that those players, huge. they've done so much for the league um, that you can kind of. It's hard, like guys with Penny and Yao Ming and 
Uh, I feel like Bill Walton, he was like at number 60 something, but at, at their heights and peaks of their career, they, if they kind of would have had that longevity a little bit longer, you could see those guys being top 30, top 20, I think. I think it still, it, it does come down to like 75 just sounds a lot bigger than it is. Like, I think you could probably start, like you could probably name 50 players off the top of your head, like right now, you know, that yeah. will probably be close to on that list. So when you really start trying to break it down and you realize, oh, shoot, we're going to have to leave some people off that you thought yeah. would definitely be on. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. But uh, we, we also have obviously the NBA all-star game, all-star weekend happened. Um, the, the, I mean, it was kind of, uh, insane that Steph was able to hit 16 threes. Uh, and I, I love that they changed the all-star award to the, the Kobe Bryant all-star MVP. So that was really cool. And the fact that Steph Curry did what he did set records uh, for that Kobe award was pretty sweet. That was him just going off like that was fun to watch. Just being so impressive on a stage with all the best players in the world. That really is. That's why the all-star game basketball is fun to me is like, for one night, really, the best players in the world are just out here hooping. And, you know, they're not trying that hard. But they do they do go at it pretty good. I like the new format pretty good. But uh, it's getting where, like, better. each quarter is a blank slate. Like, each you compete for each quarter. So it does at least kind of – it at least puts a few minutes of the game intermittently in competitive spaces because it's fun to watch those guys when it is competitive. Yeah. And they I think weren't they doing some kind of charity thing uh, for – Whichever each one, uh, whichever side won, got to donate fifty thousand to some charity or something like that. And people are talking about moving that over to the Pro Bowl, which yeah. I think would be really cool and make because the Pro Bowl was horrible. I mean, yeah, nobody I, likes. The Pro I didn't Bowl. even turn, dude. I didn't even turn the Pro Bowl on. That doesn't do it for me. That's boring. Yeah. When the, I, I mean, I didn't even watch. I was bitter. That was probably bitter of me because Vrabel was even the head coach. I didn't even want to watch it. Yeah, that, wasn't that coaching, definitely made it He worse. should have been getting ready to coach the Titans in the Super Bowl. Instead, he's coaching in the Pro Bowl. This is – I can't watch that. I did see a tweet that had a great idea that I would definitely be a fan of for Pro Bowl and NBA All-Star Weekend. And it essentially was just have NFL Pro Bowlers play a pickup basketball game on NBA All-Star Weekend and then have the NBA All-Stars play like a flag football game for the Pro that Bowl. That would be actually pretty cool just to see like – Cause they did a celebrity or it wasn't a celebrity dunk contest, but like an NFL dunk contest uh, during all-star weekend one time where Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin, Chris Carter, um, all guys who uh, obviously were dual sport or not all, but Chris Carter and Deion Sanders were both really good dual sport athletes. Um, and Obviously, those guys are athletic and can, can go up there. And we're doing some pretty cool dunks. So I kind of like that idea, Dunny, of uh, maybe crossing platforms a little bit and letting some of these great athletes show, hey, I ain't just a football player. I ain't just a basketball player. I can go I can go make noise on any pro field. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just think it'd be fun to see, especially – I think probably, yeah, football guys doing basketball stuff would be pretty fun especially if you had some really good players, but even if you got some like linemen out there doing like a skills competition, well, like I mean, stupid miles Garrett, duh, he, he, you could, he's a defensive <laughs> lineman and that dude can <laughs> play hoop. 
He can shoot. He can like dunk over anybody. Oh, um, but can he? It's good. I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he can just hoop a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I, I saw some insane dunks at least because yeah. he's a freak athlete for sure. Yeah. But I mean, the the one final thing that I wanted to talk about on the NBA All Star Weekend was some of the. I mean, Michael Jordan. Uh, was out there and he had kind of some weird moments. I don't know if you guys saw this when he was rubbing the back of Steph Curry's head on the sidelines, <laughs> like after he won the MVP or something, he literally for a good 10 seconds was caressing the back of Steph Curry's head. Um, I thought I it was a little That's weird wild. with, since they're both married with wives, it kind of seemed uh, maybe a little inappropriate, but um I don't know what that was. Also, Michael MJ Jordan was acting a fool. He, I think yeah. he came because he came up and hugged and was all over Luka Doncic. Like, yeah, that one was that was kind of weird. And then he didn't even think, recognize Carl Anthony Towns when he came up. <laughs> like it, it was just weird overall for Michael Jordan this weekend. You think MJ was just buzzing? Like he might just be kind of a weird guy when he gets a few drinks in him. Yeah, I think uh, I think he probably was just having fun that weekend. It was. A little loosey goosey. So I don't think it was anything too crazy, but Michael just was just kind of funny to see out there. He literally just got ranked number one in front of all of them. He literally was. Yeah, you know, he was enough. like say like actually I did show up just to just to stick it in your faces again that all you ranked <laughs> below me. Like of course he's gonna show up and be just like turn like screw you guys. This is a victory lap for me. I literally got ranked <laughs> by basketball historians number one at, b- before all you guys, and LeBron's right there too. And so he's just kind of just like, just to, he's got to do it. Show up, turn up. Yeah. I wonder what LeBron thinks when he hear when, when like they do that list. Do you think LeBron's just like, yeah, whatever? Yeah, I don't know. Probably it, does pit. Like, it would irritate. I mean, it would irritate me, I feel like. But yeah. I feel like the fact that LeBron grew up know. watching Michael Jordan, though, and like, there's, he wore 23. Because yeah. he was, he loved Michael Jordan. So I don't think, I think LeBron has so much respect for him and grew up. That was, I mean, LeBron grew up in the 90s. So that was the guy. Um, yeah. So to come in, I don't think he feels slighted being behind, behind MJ. I mean, that's, that's one of the greats that he loved. Um, and uh, MJ talks about George Gervin, the Iceman, being one of his uh, kind of, biggest role models and stuff like that. So I think MJ would probably be a little bit more slighted if he was not number one. Uh, That's that if really MJ's not number one, he's not LeBron, showing up, right? Not as much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. Totally. MJ number two, there's no way. Uh, uh, or he might just show up to play LeBron one-on-one and try and prove, prove that he's better than <laughs> He could just attend out of, out of spite and try and just start dunking on people and proving uh, that he still got it because MJ, he definitely has that little bit of psycho competitive tendency to him, which I mean, kind of gave him that edge to, to be the greatest of all time and be willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. That's why he was so great. That's why he won them in championships for sure. Like you yeah. look at him and break like they're it's, it's odd. The like competitive level they both had. Yeah. And I would Ron probably doesn't have as much of, but that doesn't mean I don't think LeBron's better at basketball, you know, personally. 
for me anyway. Yeah, that's true. I just think at, at his peak, LeBron was more dominant at the game of basketball. He was just it, – it, it was so unstoppable and did so many things. Well, and he did it at up. such a bigger and stronger, like – he just was a bigger basketball player. Yeah, than he was a Michael bigger guy. But, I mean, what Michael did, average, average the most or has the highest career average for scoring at 30.1 a game, 10 straight scoring yeah. titles, has the defensive player of the year as well. Um, I don't know. LeBron's definitely a better passer, probably definitely a better three-point shooter. Um, but well, did he didn't most points? Not long ago? Yeah, or well, he, most combined points. So, technically, he's still number three on regular season points, but if you combine the regular season and playoffs, uh, he does have the most the most points. And uh, he, he's, count them he's all, p- yeah. played so many playoff games, obviously. W- what, he reached the finals, like seven years in a row or six years in a row? No, he did it like nine. Like nine? Years. Yeah. He went to nine running. straight finals. Yeah. That's crazy. Nine straight finals. Yeah. So what do you have? Four with Miami, one, two of them. Um, then went to Cleveland. Cleveland had – They had f- another four or five straight, right? Something like that. I think, you know, one, I think they just had three. Was it three? So maybe he had more uh, More with Miami because it was 2011, it was 2012, 2013, 2014. Um. 2014 Spurs won. 2015 was when the Warriors beat the Cavs. LeBron lost. 2016 was when they won. won. 2017, 2018, they lost. And then 2019, they lost to the Raptors, right? Or was that? uh, I didn't make it. That was his first year with the Lakers. That was his first year with the Lakers. Yep, that's right. That's right. Um, And then he won. Won 2020, right, with uh, the Lakers. And, and then, then obviously last. last year got bounced. And they're not going to really, And they're not, no, got no shot this year, pretty much. Yeah. They're going to make the playoffs. The, uh, like, no. They're going to make the bubble. They're, or they're, the, they're whatever the play in tournament. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So they're still, I mean, they're hovering around 500, but hey, the, y- you never know what can happen uh, if a team gets hot at the right moment. Anthony Davis comes back healthy at the right time. I mean, yeah. Why not? I it's not going to happen, though. To the finals. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't think he will. But if that were to happen, I don't want to hear anyone ever. I don't want to hear any LeBron slander ever again. If he gets this team to the finals, I think that can put, put him over Jordan. In my book, I think if he gets another team. I think if he gets another – if he got a fifth ring at this, at this stage, whether it's this year, next year, or that so, would put him – It'd have I, to. It would have to. And I think in time, honestly, a lot of people will even put him ahead in time, regardless. Yeah, because it'll be a lot more people like well, my age the, that yeah, only have younger watched people. LeBron. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, Jordan was good, but LeBron, did you grow up watching LeBron? He was amazing. Like, oh. That is true. And that's kind of that same effect for Michael Jordan because he was such yeah. a big superstar. I mean, he did so much to like really bring the NBA. Bird and Magic were kind of the the initial guys to start really making it global. But Mike just, I mean, all the Gatorade commercials and the big shoe deal and just, I mean, he blew up basketball. So I think that definitely has something to do with it, with just those people growing up during that time. And Michael Jordan was the biggest athlete in the world. Yeah. We need, we need to have the lawyer come on and debate. 
Oh yeah. Get, get, into LeBron. get some, get some hot corner takes. Big Jordan guy. Doesn't watch a lot of basketball, but big Jordan guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's a, it's a funny argument to have because it's an unwinnable argument because it's uh he's entrenched. Like there's no, uh, yeah. So he, no, yeah, if he okay. doesn't even watch basketball and is fully set on Jordan, um, he's just fully set. He's there's the, fully it sounds set. like there's a man that is very open is open minded about a lot of things in life. He's very set that Michael Jordan is a better basketball player. It's a tough debate, yeah. but we'll we'll, uh, we'll figure it out in about ten years. I'd say I think yeah. after LeBron well, we is fully see how it ends. We'll yeah. see if. If him and Bronny won championships together, that would just turn it out. I have a dark horse kind of scenario here um, to where LeBron – is um, Bronny going to be in the league in two years or three years? I I don't know. I mean – Well, because first of all, he's going to be in the league as soon as he can because – Either two or three years. But I think the Grizzlies draft him. He played on an AAU team. Him and Zaire Williams – are best of friends so they pair up Bronny and Zaire then LeBron already said I will play with my son so you know a team's going to draft Bronny even if he's not that good because he's a four star um, which obviously stars don't mean anything until you get out there on the court we'll see how it plays out but even if he's not that good a team will draft him in the second round to get LeBron for one year guarantee the second round for sure like someone's definitely someone's definitely taking so I say Grizzlies win the championship with LeBron, John Morant, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Zaire Williams, and Bronny James in two to three years. That would be that would be tight. I got to be honest, that would be crazy. Jock can win. Jock can win a championship. That'd be sick. Yeah, Jaw's amazing, dude. That was my favorite part of the All Star game was him just taking the world stage and just hammering some sick dunks like he does yeah. every night. He does that every night. He just, he, yeah, he lights up. Uh, he just lights it up from a, a entertainment standpoint. So I'm, I'm excited to see how, how big he can take his game. And he's very effective. Like that. Yeah. He is a great, like, cause he's a driver slash performer, but he is so he's good. efficient. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So good passer too. With LeBron, 40 years old at that point, if he were to win one with Because he's also. 37, like, yeah. Would, he's 37 right now. He had a ring when he was 40. Mike averaged 20 a game and was an all-star when he was 40, so. He was only an all-star because he was Michael Jordan, uh, let's be honest. That's true. A game yeah, but if, if LeBron is still in the league at 40, he'll no matter what, if pretty much unless he, he like gets injured and doesn't play, he'll be an all-star. For sure. Yeah. But, but I so think he'll he, also have the stats to be in it at that point because I think LeBron's that good. If he wants to play with Bronny, though, I feel like that's kind of a like, – like you said, like Bronny's only a four-star. We don't know. Like if he were to leave early, he's kind of just getting drafted because his dad is LeBron. Yeah. And at that point, are you even really like playing with your son? Because he's probably not going to play. Like he'll, you'll practice with him. Yeah, it'll still be. I think just being traveling together and being on the team together and I, all those bonding moments that you have as teammates would be really, really cool to to kind of have a father son thing. Be the first time, I guess, since uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior. Right? Are, are there any uh, other scenarios? I think I looked nah. it up and didn't see any. There was one. T- it was like back in the, 
like twenties, there was a like football player coach uh, and son that played on some team. Like uh, I can't even remember what it was, but pretty much the only relevant one was obviously the the Griffies. The question is, does Bronny want to play with LeBron? That is true. I think he's just got to accept his destiny. Is to yeah, play he's got to listen to he's got to listen to the old man. I mean, yeah, you got to. LeBron like, already oh, said it oh, was going to happen. You're so sad. You're going to be on an NBA team because of me. Okay, Bronny. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, like shut up and play. Dad can even pull like the goat card. Like literally, you're only on this team because of me. So like at least. <laughs> just the uh, big leagues as son like that. That would be awesome. Like, if Bronny was really great he would be an easily a five-star like he's the most overexposed kid to basketball of all time like he would be the best yeah. kid yeah the fact that he's not a five has me a little suspicious i bet he's not i bet like i bet even i bet you he won't be that good i don't i, I bet he's not don't that good that's what i'm saying I mean, he's yeah, good. He's obviously a very high level basketball player i yeah, don't, don't get he's me very wrong. nba good like i don't think he's an nba player Right. Not right out of yeah. the bat, not not in two years from now. But he's he's going to be. That's the thing. He's going to be. Now he'll probably play in the G League a good bit too. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys do those nice ten-day I mean, both two-way contracts now. That's a pretty good system. He'll be with you know he'll play with LeBron and whatever. You never know. I'm I'm looking at it here, and he he is top fifty in recruiting. So I mean, he's number forty three. He's a high four star for sure. That's legit. I mean that's so, legit. They're not they aren't gonna just rank him I mean Yeah, and he's got an offer from Kentucky if John Calipari is um, wow, I mean that's pretty offering that's that's a good sign. So but I mean there's plenty of four and five star busts out there. But uh, y- you never know. Maybe what's uh, his offer list? What is, what where has he been offered? Kentucky's his only one but uh Duke, Kansas, UNC and UCLA have all been recruiting him. I mean, he's still, I think, a junior. Yeah, he's class uh, 2023, so he's still got another year of high school left. Um, or I guess he's got to finish up this season, and then we'll have another year of high school left, unless he uh, reclassifies or something like that, which could happen, too, if he really wants to play with his dad. He could end up reclassifying, getting to college early, um, and then getting in the league. But who knows if that'll be the best for him um, and the best for his development. I'd, I'd hope yeah. LeBron would, would be okay with not going through all those hoops. If he thinks his son will have a better chance at being a great basketball player, uh, kind of going that other route. Yeah. Bronny might just doing. retire from brass. Best. What if Bronny and LeBron retired at the same time? Because <laughs> Bronny's just not that good. <laughs> no, Bronny's like, like, look, I played basketball all this time, you know, but I'm only here because my dad really, uh, I'm kind of quitting. I'm retiring. Like I, I play in the NBA. Yeah. That's sick. I'm done. All right, dad, I made it here. I played with you in the NBA. I'm done now. He's on stage. He's like, I don't like basketball. I don't even like basketball, dad. I could see that. That's like what space jam was. The new, the new space. Yeah, jam. the new space jam was kind of weird. I heard like not liking basketball. Well, all right, boys. Yeah, we I got think any- that about that about con- concludes my uh, list we of stuff that on, I wanted we to run through. A lot of stuff on around the whole. Around yeah, the whole we're world. we're really a. a all four, except hockey. We haven't touched on hockey. Maybe we'll have to uh, add a little hockey minute and a little baseball minute and a little kind of a little mix of everything. Who knows? Yeah. I don't watch much hockey, dude. 
Neither do I. I don't know if I could really talk too much about it. I mean, I like watching the Preds, but I don't follow much outside of that. Forsberg's on fire. Yeah. I mean, the teams uh, got hot, went through another kind of little slump, and then now is heating up back again. So uh, I know they were number one in the Central Conference uh, for a little while, but uh, ended up kind of falling a little bit. We had a lot of games in – kind of had played a lot more games than some of the other teams and have fallen a little bit behind, but Hey, we'll have to start doing a little research more on the league itself and uh, start expanding our knowledge to hit some of those uh, hockey fans. Yeah, for sure. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But guys, yeah. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. We've got uh don't forget to check us out on social media, Twitter at paydirt underscore sports on Instagram at paydirt sports. Don't forget we're part of the six pack coverage network be sure to check them out on instagram twitter six-pack coverage check out their website sixpackcoverage.com they've got everything food travel fitness sports entertainment uh yeah and be sure to check out our website as well paydersports.blog guys any closing remarks go hogs go balls all right guys thanks again for listening and we will see y'all next week see you next week Peter. out oh.